You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Monday, May 3rd, just one day before May the 4th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, or Off the Bench Baseball, or my more pop culture slant of things, which you can find at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Inverse, Play Disgusting, and more, and hopefully many more to come. But of this here Locked On Padres podcast, though, guys, you can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, at LO underscore Padres on Twitter. Really great account there. And also my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please, please hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. And I'll do my very best to get back to you and maybe even get back to you on the show. I've been doing for the past week or so, I've been saying go review the podcast, a five-star review, and write in the review description. Like when you write your little review, you can you can write it. You know what I mean? You don't just write, write it. You can also write it. Uh, write a question, and I guarantee you'll be on the show. I already saw that I had a couple of people writing some reviews for the show that I'll read, and also one question was involved there. That will be answered at least by the end of this week. So get those reviews in, or at least try to. Because this take a little bit of time, I think, for them to pop up. Maybe like two days before it pops up on there. But anyway, you guys get the deal. And for today's show, it is brought to you by Built Bar. Ladies and gentlemen, Built Bar. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. The best protein bars around. That's right, Built Bar, guys. And for today's show, uh, going to be talking a couple takeaways that I have from this weekend series against San Francisco. Like I said, guys, this is going to be kind of the new Monday routine, I think, just talking about specific takeaways I have from a series. And oftentimes, I might not even have too many because if we're being honest, it's a long season. Uh, so it's a little bit hard for me to gauge whether or not there was too many things that we learned. But I still think there's a lot to talk about for today. And then talking about a really quickly kind of uh, – Something that has to do with this past series and also the upcoming series against Pittsburgh. We'll be talking about that. Um, So let's get into it. I'd say that my first takeaway, first of all, the Padres currently sitting at a record of 16-13, and third in the NL West, which might be freaking some people out. They might be saying, what the heck, man? We were supposed to just be us and the Dodgers. Well, as I was telling people and as Ben Kaspik of Locked On Giants has been trying to tell you, go listen to his podcast. That man is very smart and cool. Uh, The Giants are very underrated. uh, An island of misfit toys is what I like to call them. They might not have a lot of A-plus superstars, but they have only Bs. Only Bs. They don't really have too many, uh, I guess, liability players as other teams that are even really great might have, for example. Um, With the Padres, you could say that it's, it's Chris Paddock, that it might be... Sometimes Eric Hosmer, and it's this year it's been Tommy Pham, you know, guys like that. These these just very good not points of the team, but the Giants just don't seem to have much of an issue in terms of their roster construction. Just a solid team overall. Uh, the Padres won two of three games against the Giants, and I think that my first main takeaway from this weekend is this Padres pitching. Oh! Doctor, it is really really good. Um, so let's just talk about this really quickly. 
And what I what this this all starts with kind of the three main people of the rotation. That's you, Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove. Okay. Currently, in all of Major League Baseball, the Padres are first in ERA, they're first in batting average against, and they're third in WHIP. That's right. Their offense is one of the reasons why they haven't been uh, super duper good, but they're still 16 13, which is not a bad record, guys. We weren't going to, you know, win 182 games or 162 games, whatever. Same thing. Uh, we weren't going to win that many games, but the pitching has been sublime. And the reason why I want to bring this up is because when you take into account how, I guess, the rotation has had its issues, okay? Not Darvish, but everywhere else. Uh, it's basically been you, Darvish, and Joe Musgrove that have been the constants. Joe Musgrove for yesterday's game wasn't great. Uh, he goes only five innings, giving up five earned runs, six total, uh, two walks, six strikeouts. Uh, five innings wasn't as big of a problem. It wasn't as bad as um, the Dodgers game, which I think he actually got pulled out of a little bit too early. But Musgrove, not his greatest outing. Uh, Giants hitters, I guess they were just due for one, in my opinion. Anyway, I think they were due for at least hitting the ball a little bit well. Uh, Darvish is invincible. Um, to be specific, you Darvish right now, ever since his first start against the D-backs on April 1st opening day, he hasn't allowed more than four hits in a start and or more than one run in a start. That's crazy. Seven strikeouts, six strikeouts, nine strikeouts, nine strikeouts, 12 Ks in his April 30th start, which was Friday's game, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he goes six and a third. I actually thought that they left him in too long. I thought at 90 pitches it was weird, tingler every now and then. If you're willing to take out Blake Snell super early, why weren't you willing to take out Darvish when it was later on into the game and we're already in the seventh inning? I thought after that first hit that he let up in that inning, he should have taken it out. It was almost a, a Darren Ruff Grand Slam, which would have been really unfortunate, but thankfully, Tim Hill came up super clutch. But um, when you take uh, when you take Darvish out of the equation and Musgrove out of the equation, who's been quite good, um, Blake Snell hasn't been able to go too far into games, and Chris Paddock has been extremely eh, and kind of his ERA benefiting from the fact that there's been a lot of errors in the games they started, a couple from Tatis, who's like leading Major League Baseball in errors right now. You haven't had Adrian Morajon, who's out for the season with Tommy John surgery. Ryan Weathers just had that dead arm inflammation you know, issue. We don't know when he's going to get back. Denelson Lamette with the forearm tightness. When you take all of that into account, and the Padres' rotation and their bullpen, and they are some of the, they basically have the best pitching in baseball right now. That's remarkable, and that needs to be something we talk about. And while I know San Francisco is, hasn't exactly been the best hitting team of late, still, honestly, in general, guys, I don't know about you, but baseball just in general, I don't feel like saying a team isn't their offense isn't going means much right now because there's a lot of guys who are kind of randomly just not performing well this year. I guess the dead end ball thing really seems to be affecting guys. An example I would bring up is Jeff McNeil of the Mets who's batting, I still believe, below uh, 200. Obviously, Lindor is another one, too. But McNeil is literally known for being a batting average guy. Like, almost exclusively, that's his thing, batting average and getting on base at, like, a 370, 380 clip and just hitting the ball for singles and live drives, you know, kind of being there. They're almost there. Jake Cronenworth, to a tiny degree. Um, and he's not hitting well. So I just think that, in general, uh, I, if, if your team isn't hitting well, and you were expected to be a better hitting team, I'm not panicking too much about that. But that's kind of my main takeaway from this this outing is Darvish is legit, and Snell is going to get better, clearly. And also, he's a great interview. On the Sunday broadcast, they were talking to him on uh, the Bally Sports broadcast, you know, or Silla Mark Grant. Mark Grant's talking to him. He's such a fun interview. He really is. He's He's like, he's got that bro attitude. Not bro attitude. 
I don't even know. He's got that dude attitude. I try, I know this is the most millennial thing I've said in a while, but I promise you there's almost a distinction between bro and dude. And he's got that kind of like dude mentality, but like not in a way that's obnoxious or douchey. It's just always a really fun thing. He's talking about how he's playing video games and how he's like, yeah, everybody says, you know, you go home and play MLB The Show. Why do you do that? Because baseball is literally, you do that all the time. Why is baseball the thing you go back to? And he's like, man, don't worry about it. You know, all this stuff. So he's a really, really low low-key fun interview, I'd say, especially among starting pitchers in, in uh, the NOS for sure. There's not necessarily too many exciting personalities per se. Um, but again, that was another thing. I love this Padres rotation because an eclectic personality mix. Um, and last thing to mention on this particular takeaway with the Padres pitching is, like I said, bullpen has been amazing. Mark Melanson, the shark, has been awesome this year, and they got him for barely anything. Definitely a fraction of what it would have cost to get Trevor Rosenthal, who's on the IL right now. Um, Melanson has been awesome. Keone Kella, a little bit up and down, but for the most part, he's been pretty solid too. They clearly made the right decision there, at least so far in the early going. Melanson doesn't wipe anybody out. He doesn't. He's not destroying people, but let me tell you, that guy has pinpoint control, man. Absolutely clutch from him so far. Uh, hasn't blown a single save opportunity yet. Just really great. You'll love to see it. The only earned run he gave up was in that Dodgers series when we went to extra innings. And that's with the whole runner on base thing and whatnot. So uh, great showing from him so far. Do simply love to see it. And now, guys, before we continue talking about my takeaways from this weekend, I need to talk to you about Bet Online, guys. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is obviously in full swing, guys. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. And there's tons of sports action right now. I mean, the NBA, we're slowly creeping towards the playoffs. So start making those playoff-related bets. The NFL draft just happened, of course. But there's still a bunch going on, including the NHL, which is killing it. Shout out to my old buddy, John Chick of Locked On Rangers. He's absolutely murdering it. Locked On New York Rangers, obviously, guys. Um, So get all the latest news in whatever your league is, whatever your league preference is. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Remember to use the promo code Locked On, guys. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, guys, we are back, and I want to talk to you about my next takeaway from this weekend series. And believe it or not, there's, I mean, there's a couple takeaways. I'm going to combine these, I guess, two into one for this one thing. But I guess um, the first thing I want to mention, believe it or not, is complimenting the Giants a little bit. I know, don't worry, it's not as bad as Dodger loving. I would never do any Dodger loving on here, obviously. But uh, Kevin Gosman, he's legit. He's legit. And Kevin Gosman is one of those guys who... You know, it's I talk about Lucas Giolito on this podcast sometimes and mention that he was a top level prospect that everybody's excited for, and it took some time before the top before we really saw like why he was a top prospect in the first place. Kevin Gosman is one of those guys too, and he came from Baltimore, and Baltimore is rather infamous. I think every baseball fan kind of knows they're a little bit infamous when it comes to developing pitchers, and I feel like that. That, that belief started being cemented into the fabric of all of our MLB knowledge, especially after Jake Arrieta made those comments those a bunch of years ago when he said, yeah, they don't know how to develop pitchers over there. And he was a good example, was with the Baltimore Orioles, and all of a sudden he goes to Chicago, and he was awesome, including one of the great 
second half pitching performances in the history of baseball, Jake Arrieta, that one season. Um, so uh, truly uh, phenomenal stuff. And with Gosman, last year he had a 3.62 ERA. But in fi- which is which is you know solid, very solid, uh, much better than his previous seasons, for example. Uh, aside from like a, a brief stint with the Atlanta Braves in 2018, he's really quite good for them last year. In 59.2 innings, he struck out 79 batters, which is pretty good against 16 walks. So the control pretty solid as well. He was a good pitcher last year. He was a good pitcher last year, and a lot of people weren't buying into it. And I think they thought, you know, this is just another classic Giants thing. They're picking up a a pitcher who's going to have, like, a brief stint of doing well for them. And I thought it wasn't true. I thought, like I said with the strikeout stuff, that he was more legit than not. And Ben Kaspik of Lockdown Giants gave you all the stats and some of his whiff and his chase percentages outside stuff on the zone with some of his off-speed stuff. And this year so far, he's got a 2.04 ERA in 39 innings with 40 Ks. And he was awesome against the Padres going six innings on Sunday, uh, allowing one run on six hits, six hits for sure, uh, only walking one and striking out six. It wasn't as dominant of a performance as he was against, say, his last start against Miami when he gave up one run on two hits and struck out 11. He was awesome there. Um, And think about it. He was, again, I like using this term a lot. Sorry for repeating myself, but he bended and did not break. You know, you start off the game with the Tatis home run on a pitch a little bit, a little bit to the side of the zone, a little bit outside on the zone. Uh, but it was just, I think, good hitting by Tatis, and it was uh, one of those weird winky dig home runs that you like thought was a foul ball the whole time, and you're like, oh my god, no, that's got the distance, it's gonna stay in the ballpark. So giving up a home run to Tatis is not exactly um, gonna be a damning indictment on your performance, and he bounces back. That's what he does. So I think Kevin Gosman is legit and should start being looked at as a guy that's an ace quality pitcher for that team and the Giants and might be one of their best players, especially with Yastrzemski struggling right now. So shouts to Kevin Gosman. I think he's really legit, and I think he's going to be a guy that we should fear whenever we face him uh, and the many more times that the Padres and Giants will play in this season. In general, it's been fun watching a lot of you know, bottom tier, I guess, expectation-wise pitchers that have performed really well. Tyler Maley of the Reds. I know he had a bad start yesterday in an absolute slugfest, by the way. Between the Cubs and the uh, Reds, it was truly awesome. But just in general, pitching has been quite wonky this year. It feels like the only guys you could trust are like Garrett Cole, Shade Bieber, Jacob DeGrom, you know, to like deliver and be awesome. I think Tyler Glass now is ascending too. That's another good example of one. But uh, in general, very wonky. And hilariously enough, hilariously enough, uh, uh, wow, I can't even speak. Trevor Bauer of the Dodgers, who everyone, you know, naysayers and, and haters and don't get me wrong, I, I preface this every time, I'm not a fan of his, but uh, just in terms of his ability as a baseball player, everyone was expecting 4.0 ERA. A friend of mine, uh, Drew, who um, uh, a big Padres fan, and he's from San Diego, unlike yours truly, um, he was telling me before, uh, like a couple weeks ago, where he was like, look, man, I know baseball, and like Trevor Bauer is going to have an ERA over four this year, and I'll bet money on it. And I didn't do that because I don't want to root for Trevor Bauer, even if it's for money, trust me, unless I was, you know, making like a crazy amount of money, I would not be, I don't want to do that. No matter what my personal opinions are, I just don't want to be rooting for no Dodgers for any type of bets. I barely even have them in fantasy baseball. The only Dodger I think that I had this year was uh, Gavin Lux in my points league and the, the Padres Twitter league that my, my man Javi from uh, the Deep Fryer podcast cooked up. Uh, I think that's the only Dodger I had this year because on all series, I cover the team. I don't, it's, it's more fun. It's pro tip, everybody. When you're drafting in fantasy sports, pick people you like. 
you know, this is all a crapshoot anyway. It's already a crapshoot in real life trying to judge who's going to be better, but just try and pick guys that you like. You know what I mean? Just do that. If you're wondering, oh man, should I take, should I take, you know, Trent Grisham over Mookie Betts? It's like, man, just, just live. I mean, you should take Mookie Betts, by the way, but um, you get my point guys that's the thing and in general uh back to the trevor bauer thing like i was saying uh bauer's been pretty good for the team so far 2.48 era uh so far 51 k's which is excellent against four uh eight walks four walks that would have been even crazier but eight walks on the season so bauer a guy that a lot of people thought was getting overdrafted in the aforementioned fantasy sports and just being everyone's like why are we taking just one season and acting like this is the real new bauer well actually i think that trevor bauer is just good similarly to how i thought kevin gosman was legit but anyway back on track guys last little thing i want to mention as well is just that the boy the the former warlock that I've been trying to, I, I want him to reclaim that status so badly. Um, quietly, uh, Tommy Pham is hitting a lot better. In general, I'd say the outfield is starting to pick up a little bit. Uh, Tommy Pham, he was 2 for 4 in yesterday's game. Uh, it was his first multi hit game of the season, which is crazy. He's 8 for 21 with two walks over the past nine. Quietly heating up, quietly heating up. 200 average, 330 on base. Looking a little bit more like the Tommy fan we expected. And what I expect is kind of a little bit... This is going to make everyone hate me now, but heading into season, what I kind of expected was a little bit better version of Jake Cronworth in terms of a guy that does not have the defensive capability that Jake Cronworth has, who just... He looks so comfortable out there, by the way, guys, at second base. Doesn't he? It's amazing. He made another great play yesterday. Uh, Manny Machado also made a great play, despite the fact that the Padres lost like 6-1. A lot of great defensive plays by almost everybody, including a, a must-see catch from Jerks and Profar in the outfield. But anyway, um, I was expecting Tam to just be lasering the ball over the field and maybe not hitting for a lot of power. Uh, he still has no home runs on the season yet, but I was expecting a lot more. And hopefully the bat is start, starting to come alive. Apparently, you know, not apparently, go look up his StatCast page. He's still hitting the ball pretty hard. And what I like the most is he's got a great eye at the plate, laying off of some really tough pitches, some tough breaking ball pitches, like routinely. He knows what he's doing. So a veteran, and I'm expecting him to improve um, and combine that with Grisham. Who's really hot right now? He has two hits in three straight games, six for 11 with a walk in those games. Uh, really excellent start from Trent Grisham, who I believe had a lot of room to grow this year as a hitter. I think he's performing a little bit over my expectations right now, even my expectations, but I'm expecting a lot from him. And so far, he's been rad. So, yes, guys. Now, before we conclude everything, before we, we kind of, uh, I guess, talk about this upcoming Pittsburgh Pirates series, guys, I need to talk to you. Um, 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 um about the yummiest, greatest tasting protein bar in the world, ladies and gentlemen. I am talking to you about Built Bar and what I love about them the most, aside from being covered in 100% chocolate and being soft and easy to chew, is they have an amazing variety of flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, raspberry, German chocolate, banana bread, mint brownie, chocolate brownie, peanut butter, chunk blah, 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 uh, birthday cake, raspberry ch- They have all the flavors you could want, guys. Even the ones that you might not think are great are really yummy. And best of all, like I said, they're a protein bar, so they're healthy for the health-conscious sort of guy or gal, and they're great for the keto diet thanks to high fiber, high protein, low sugar, and a low amount of calories. So what are you waiting for? Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. 
Alrighty guys, we are back, almost done with today's scintillating, just thrilling episode of the Locked Up Padres podcast. Um, yeah, I wanted to close things out by talking about the Padres rotation, and you know, I just talked about them earlier and how remarkable it's been that the Padres pitching has been so good despite all of the injuries, despite some players not playing well. And the other part about that is the former part, which is the injuries. And tonight's game is going to be interesting because Miguel Diaz, Miguel Diaz, no, not the king from Cobra Kai, which is one of my favorite shows I've watched in the last year because it just knows what it is. It is so fun. Uh, Miguel Diaz, who is a young a young lad, he's only 24 years old, he's had um, decent strikeout stuff before about 30 and 18 innings when he last kind of pitched in 2018. Shown it a little bit in spring training, but he does have some control issues. Ended up making the team. He's starting for tonight. Uh, Tuesday is to be decided. Darvish will be pitching uh, Wednesday. Paddock, Lament, and Weathers, I imagine, are questionable right now. Uh, unfortunately for Paddock, yeah, we got to worry about Chris Paddock now. Yeah, so it's not going great in terms of the Padres, uh, the health of their starting rotation right now, and it's going to be very. I'm going to be very curious to see how Miguel Diaz does tonight. Thankfully, it's the Pirates. The Pirates are 12 and 15, which isn't awful. They haven't quite reached that awful uh, kind of moment of the season, which I'm sure is going to come. They're not going to be a very good team, uh, no doubt. They basically just have Key Brian Hayes, who hasn't even played all that much for them. He's basically all they have. So. I guess one might say if there was ever a, a point when we would have that you would most want to have the Padres have some issues with their starting rotation in terms of health, I guess the Pirates might be one of those teams. Uh, so still, bottom line, going to be talking about that game tomorrow for sure. Uh, and also want to point out that Padres weren't the only ones uh, that had some bad pitching-related news. Uh, it was just announced, actually, while I was recording this, that Dustin May uh, will undergo right elbow UCL reconstruction, reconstruction surgery on May 11th, otherwise known as the season ender. Uh, it's basically Tommy John surgery, uh, for those who don't know. And this is awful. And I know that some people will be listening. They say, oh, my God, the Dodger hating the Dodgers. Uh, they stink. We're happy for No. At bottom line, as a guy, when he goes down, it's always sad. Um, and this sucks because I like Dustin May. I think that he's a kind of exciting, energetic pitcher. I like his hair. I like Red Thunder or whatever the heck they even call him, his nickname-wise. And he was really good. He had a great start against the Padres earlier in the season. He looked really good. I thought that he was going to be uh, a potential, like, it. Dustin May being not even, like, potentially in the starting rotation some people thought the fact that he might have lost it uh, just goes to speak at how much depth they have I imagine they'll be getting someone like Tony Gonsolin back soon but for now the Dodgers are ailing just a little bit when it comes to their rotation too and this is a huge loss it's a huge loss to their depth and it happens however I will say for Dodgers fans just to keep their heads up not that I will be doing that too much so don't get used to it you Dodgers lover jerks uh he's still young 23 years old, he's got a lot more time left in him, and he's been showing so much potential at such a young age that I'm sure he's due for having a really great career and exciting career in the future. So uh, thoughts go out to Dustin May and all the Dodger homies that were rooting for him. Definitely got a bright future ahead, and this is just unfortunately what happens sometimes, especially in the modern era when it comes to pitchers, uh, especially young pitchers. Um, And before we kind of officially wrap up this podcast here, guys, 
Uh, I just want to talk to you guys really quickly about Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukaski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm on there every now and then. Pete's awesome. Check it out. I listen to it every day. I also want to just say, in terms of the future of the podcast this week, might have some other guests coming on, but for sure, um, I actually did a locker room with Ben Kaspik, uh, a live locker room stream on Saturday for Saturday night's game, and we kind of ventured off into a discussion about projecting and assuming we knew more than the team, and assu- and it was just a good discussion, so I'm going to play that for most of tomorrow's episode, as, as well as the recap for what I expect should be a, a pretty interesting uh, game tonight. I really think this series against Pittsburgh, believe it or not, will be a little bit more interesting than we thought just because of all the starting pitching uh, question marks in terms of who's going to start. Also planning on probably talking to Ben again for this uh, later in the week because we do play the Giants after all at Oracle uh, upcoming, and that should be a really interesting series as well. Got a lot of stuff on the dock. It's 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 a good week. It's a good week. It's kind of a, a calm week. You know, we're not playing the Dodgers again. We're not even playing like one of the elite teams or anything like that in the league. But it's a calm week where you just can sit down, relax, don't worry. You don't have to get the keyboard warriors don't have to freak out, get their memes ready to make fun of the Dodgers fans or anything like that. It's a calm week, but I still think a good week, guys. And bottom line, and and we're gonna talk about this on tomorrow's thing with, with Ben, but still early. It's still early to a degree, and you have to remember how quickly things can change and how quickly projections can change. And that, after all, we're all only human. These are human ball players. Anything can really happen. You know what I mean? That's just how it works, and that's just how sports works. Uh, but with that all being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, where. Ever, if you guys don't mind, also send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app and write a review under your five-star review and add a question in there. Add a question. See, there's an incentive for you guys to ask uh, to, to rate my podcast five stars. You will guaranteed make an appearance on the show with whatever question you have. Follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.